Hello, and welcome to the July episode of the PFFUI podcast. On this month's episode, President Tony Murray discusses the 2023 summer legislative tour and upcoming workshops and events and announces dates for the fall district meetings. Special guest Keith Carlson joins us to discuss the upcoming merit systems workshop and common legal issues he has seen working with locals. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the July episode of the PFFUI podcast. My name is Eric Schoib, and I'm joined today, as always, by PFFUI President Tony Murray. Hey, Tony, how's it going today? It is going very well. It's summer in Indiana. Uh, it's 90 degrees on this particular day. You have been traveling the state of Indiana, meeting with legislators about PFFUI business. Tony, please tell us a bit about that. I have. So uh, just a couple weeks ago, we were... Um, doing our northern uh, legislative tour uh, and, and speaking kind of of conditions, that's when the uh, Canadian wildfire uh, smoke was really sort of laying a blanket um, across our state and, and uh, up in northern Indiana. It was pretty severe on a couple of days that we were up there. But um, So we joined up with the FOP, uh, the state FOP, to uh, uh, tour around the state with uh, uh, Mike Wyden and I, our vice president, uh, and our legislative affairs assistant, Tom Hanafy, uh, to meet up with legislators in their districts during the summer uh, to talk a little bit about, and we've got a formal presentation that we give uh, that talks about the 1977 uh, Police Officers and Firefighters Retirement and Disability Fund. Uh, and the purpose of this, and this has been going on for about a dozen years, purpose of this is to, one, uh, meet you know, legislators where they are in their districts, um, you know, have a cup of coffee, maybe a breakfast or lunch or something and, and do this. But also, uh, it gives them information on exactly what our uh, 1977 fund is. And uh, oftentimes, just as important, what it is not. So we take time to do that. And while in northern Indiana, uh, we met with uh, Representative Andrade, uh, Senator Denol, uh, Representative Boy, and Senator Johnson uh, in this past tour. And we're getting ready uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, to go to southern Indiana. And so far, uh, Mike's been working on the schedule, but uh, we uh, are, are pleased to be able to uh, set our schedule right now and know that we'll be uh, meeting with Representative Ledbetter, uh, Representative Hostetler, and Representative um, Tim O'Brien, all um, around the Evansville area, so southwestern Indiana. All right, so southwest Indiana heads up. The PFFUI and FOP are on their way towards you later this summer. Yeah, maybe in the future, there's a uh, there's an RV, you know, involved. The PFFUI wrapped RV legislator tour. We can meet in the RV. We'll have to have a Keurig. I mean, that's a idea for sure. So that that's just one idea. Or go karts or ATVs. I don't know. However, we get there, but you know, mix it up. As we move forward through the summer months, I wanted to remind our listeners of the Merit Workshop and the Indiana Fallen Firefighters Remembrance Ceremony on September 7th in Indianapolis. Tony, what can our members expect from these events? Yeah, so uh, all of our affiliate locals have received information and the, uh, the sign-up information. We really encourage uh, every local that can to uh, send their 
uh, two uh, folks, two officers, uh, to Indianapolis for the workshop. That's going to be a really in-depth dive on uh, House Enrolled Act 1016 and merit systems and related to uh, that new law uh, and existing law to give the ins and outs. Uh, later on in the program here, we're going to talk to uh, our guest, Keith Carlson, uh, who's actually going to be the uh, presenter of that um, workshop on uh, September 7th. So we really encourage uh, uh, local officers to sign up. Uh, that information has been sent uh, by email and is out there. Uh, on that same day and in the evening, um, we will host our annual Fallen Firefighter Remembrance Ceremony at 6 p.m. on the west side of the state capitol at the uh, Law Enforcement Officers and Firefighters um, Memorial. Uh, this year, we will be uh, honoring uh, the memory of all of our members that are listed on that wall, but we will be adding 11 uh, new names of uh, firefighters uh, who uh, died in the line of duty or related to the line of duty uh, within the last year, but there also are some historical um, members uh, that will be put on uh, the wall as well. I will say that um, don't be surprised if maybe we'll be inside of the state capitol and not actually at the memorial, inside in the rotunda. Uh, there is a chance, and we're working with the FOP now and working with state government because it's on the property of the state government, the, the um, memorial itself. There are some needed repairs. Um, that memorial is just over 20 years old. Uh, and really, so we've, we've started to notice that there needs to be some uh, maintenance and repairs of you know, some of the limestone and, and it, um, light fixtures and, and a lot of the, uh, the trees and landscape around need some uh, fixing. So it may be under construction, and if it's so, uh, we'll be uh, inside the State House Rotunda for that. And that is also uh, September 7th, 6 p.m. If you cannot attend the event in person, please follow our social media accounts. We will have three members of the PFFUI comms team in attendance to collect content. So that Along with you? you? Yes, and I will be there as well. Yes. Yeah, so we have the full, we'll have the full comps team. And, and, that, and it's important to note, um, you know, we really liked, I think, and, and why this program is possible um, is because of the work that, uh, that you're doing, Eric, and um, the rest of our comps team to help tell the story about what the PFFUI is doing, but all, uh, as well as uh, what our local affiliates are doing, what are our members uh, out doing. Uh, really highlighting that it's an important. Uh, we invite everybody to this Fallen Firefighters Memorial, but uh, and and anybody on duty, off duty, um, can come and 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 join this. And um, but those that can't uh, travel in, um, I'm glad that you'll be able to be there and and um, make sure that it's documented and share that with the rest of our membership across Indiana. So please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Threads. Now Threads, that's new brand new. As we move into the fall, PFFUI leadership will be traveling around the state of Indiana attending district meetings. Tony, what are the dates for these district meetings? So fall districts meetings, something that we do for each um, of our districts in the PFFUI. And this is where all three uh, of the principal officers, the uh, district vice president for that specific district, uh, and uh, some of our staff folks, like so maybe you Eric, uh, to talk about comms, uh, political director and, and our um, uh, data analyst, um, will be out uh, talking to the locals that are in that specific district to their leadership. And we invite everybody out. Your district vice presidents should be making uh, uh, this known. But uh, we will have, um, starting in October, uh, October 18th is going to be the third district 
uh, meeting in Bloomington. October the 19th will be the 5th District meeting in Johnson County. October 20th is going to be the 2nd District meeting in Alexandria. And the 4th District meeting will take place at uh, Local 416's Executive Board meeting uh, in uh, October. And then December 11th is the 1st District meeting uh, up in South Bend. So we're looking forward to uh, bringing... um, some valuable information uh, to wrap up uh, as we look to wrapping up the year and uh, all of our principal officers and kind of talk to uh, uh, what uh, our goals are for the uh, coming session in 2024 and uh, for uh, the next year. And we hope to see you at these fall district meetings and please check our social media for the dates and locations, but also keep an eye out on your email uh, because we will be releasing those dates soon. Uh, something else, uh, when, it, when talking about comms uh, and, and what the PFFUI is doing, what you're working on, we've had these discussion, Eric, uh, before about uh, trying to uh, promote when departments are hosting uh, hiring processes, uh, whether that's a traditional process to build to your list uh, or uh, laterals. And I know that uh, you've been uh, gathering that information and, and uh, sending those out in posts. Are you gonna, what's that looking like right now? Yeah, so we are staying up to date as we can on hiring processes with fire departments across Indiana. Uh, I would encourage listeners that if you come across a hiring process and you have not seen them on our social media, please reach out to me and send me that information by email at comms at pffui.com. That is C-O-M-M-S at pffui.com. I know that uh, everywhere I go, I hear from... uh locals talk about how um, they have reduced numbers that are participating uh, in their hiring process, reduced applicants, uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, vacancies out there. So if we can spread the word, um, that's great. Uh, and social media is a great way to, one good way to do that. There has not been a better time than now to be hired as a firefighter in Indiana. So please, if you know someone who is interested, please encourage them to apply. That's right. It's a proud profession uh, too. And, and I think it's important to recognize that, you know what, uh, we're all recruiters for the next generation of firefighters. Our guest today is attorney Keith Carlson. Keith is a founding partner of Carlson, Garza, and McQuarrie LLC. Keith, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hello, Keith. How's it going, Tony? It's going really well. Are you enjoying your summer? So far, it's it's pretty warm for a guy my size, but, you know, it's certainly better than shoveling snow. Well, good, good. I I wish you someplace cool. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. So, Keith, many of our members have seen you speak at our convention or at workshops, and they know that you do work with firefighters and law enforcement. So, could like you just tell us a bit about what you do? Sure. Our farm, our, our firm. Uh, represents police officers, firefighters, their pension funds, and their unions in Illinois and Indiana. Uh, we do everything from collective bargaining and meet and confer negotiations to representing police officers in critical incidents, uh, representing firefighters and police officers in discipline, handling pension matters, uh, a variety of things, soup to nuts. We also do um, select litigation involving first responders. Um, for instance, First Amendment cases where you have political retaliation for either organizing activities um, or speaking out in the workplace, things of that nature, um, due process litigation. So 
pretty much um, instead of concentrating on an area of law, we've concentrated on representing firefighters and police officers. And this may be a hard question to ask, but what are some major topics of interest that you commonly represent firefighters for? Well, certainly discipline is always a really common area that we end up dealing with. Um, and, you know, I think that'll dovetail into um, a lot of things that we're going to end up talking about a little bit more in depth, such as the new merit law, but certainly discipline. And that kind of comes with due process concerns and that, you know, back in the day, long ago, Indiana started having what they called the 10-year laws. And so that's what it entitles police officers and firefighters in Indiana to a hearing before they get terminated. And the reason for that historically was that they realized as each of those professions became more technical in nature and that it just wasn't show up and put cold stuff on hot stuff that, you know, you had hazardous materials and all that. And as those, those professions became professionalized, you couldn't have patronage armies. So it was a slow process of trying to say, hey, you have to have a legitimate reason to fire these people. And so that kind of was the idea of the creation of safety boards and merit commissions is trying to depoliticize things. So the process that you get before somebody's terminated or suspended is kind of what we come in and help them with to make sure that they get a fair shake um, before they're disciplined. Uh, outwardly, anybody who's ever seen me speak uh, is very understands I'm very, very critical of the safety board process because inherently management gets to pick 100% of the judge and jury. And I just don't you think that it's an inherently fair process. So that's one thing that we do a lot of is making sure that management um, is held to the standards under Indiana law to be able to terminate people or discipline them. So I think that's a fair amount of the things we end up dealing with in Indiana. We also assist a lot of locals with bargaining um, to put them in the best position to put a case forward to stakeholders on the municipal side so that they can say, not just, hey, we want to raise because, you know, we do hard work. We didn't get to sit home during COVID like a lot of people. So please give us more money. You know, along with the PFFUI resources, we're able to help them um, put together a um, good case at the bargaining table using external comparability, meaning that you compare how firefighters and other communities are paid um, and put together that case and be able to make a good reason for why the uh, municipality should invest more in their firefighters. So those are two of the main things we work with uh, a lot. And that's a, a pretty well concentrated area of law, uh, public safety, the labor side of things, uh, but you know specifically for police officers and firefighters. Uh, Keith, you've um, worked uh, with a lot of our locals across the state of Indiana, um, and you had mentioned um, the merit commission and the process for for due process. I think this is a good time to talk a little bit about um, our workshop that the PFFUI is uh, hosting and uh, you are presenting at on September 7th. Uh, this information has gone out to our uh, local leadership uh, to uh, sign up for this uh, and attend. Each local can send uh, two uh, of their uh, uh, officers, typically uh, we'd like it to be elected officers or somebody that uh, maybe is aspiring to be an elected officer. But um, this past General Assembly, um, we worked um, uh, diligently to, um, on, uh, to, to uh, um, I think, uh, advocate for 
what is now House Enrolled Act 1016, which creates uh, more merit systems for police and fire, um, specifically for those departments that have at least 12 uh, career members and represent at least 20,000 uh, population and two separate systems, police and fire uh, merit systems. Uh, and also in that bill, it created um, a model to be adopted for fire territories and fire protection districts in Indiana. So Keith, you're going to be presenting there. Um, you want to talk just a little bit about what the importance and maybe just tease a little bit about what uh, you're going to talk about um, at the uh, conference September 7th in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about this because if anything, um, certainly Tony, I know that you're, it's not your style, but the PFFUI needs to take a little bit of a victory lap on HEA uh, 1016. Again, this is continued hard work by PFFUI to expand due process rights. Um, I, I, I've said it before and not to, I, I'll answer the question more directly in a second, but one of the big accomplishments, I think, again, was about creating and improving due process rights for professional police officers, firefighters, and paramedics in Indiana. And I'm going to tell you one of the best things the PFFUI did in recent years was making sure that um, uh, medical directors didn't have unchecked power to basically take away people's livelihoods. And as you know, that came out of um, some litigation um, in eastern Indiana uh, that we successfully did several years ago and inspired that law. And I got to say, this is a continuation of that sort of expansion of due process rights for police officers and firefighters in Indiana. And those, those Specifically with Go ahead. Those two Sorry. processes have been uh, in existence, so we, there, there wasn't there wasn't necessarily an expansion due process, but it is actually the system by which um, now would be creating more merit systems uh, to handle that due process um, for you know things like hiring, uh, promotion, and of course for uh, discipline appeal. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the The important thing about HEA ten sixteen is I think that it is a clarification in many regards, and it is a um, uh, appropriate definition of the role of the merit board. And I, so I think some of the things that we'll be covering at the workshop, we expect to be covering the difference between safety boards and merit systems, some of the historic development of how we got to this point, um, the role of merit boards, uh, the manner by which merit boards are going to be formed, strategies for establishing uh, merit boards and also how to you know make your best case for local stakeholders so that they're not afraid of these things they aren't some giant power grab by unions if anything it just brings more legitimacy to the process of hiring firing and promotions and that's really the goal of this is so that everyone feels they're getting a fair shake because once you lose that legitimacy people just aren't going to invest in their jobs there they feel like they work at walmart there they basically that any, any sort of protections they have are, are illusory. So, you know, we're going to talk about those sort of things. We're also going to talk about how um, in a more macro context, HEA 1016 and merit systems, again, continue the forward thinking process of pro further professionalizing firefighting and fire-based EMS across Indiana. Um, and so I think those are the, the main broad strokes. I don't want to give away too much, you know, to the infotainment that we'll be providing them. But I think that, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to doing this seminar. It is um, I kind of the new and improved version that we've done for several merit boards across Indiana. I think that the goal of this is aimed to be soup to nuts, beginning to end, 
how do you form America Mission? Why do you want America Commission? And how does America Commission work? Did you say info? What did you say? Infotainment. Okay. <laughs> or entertaining and informative. All right. So I definitely look forward to that. So this is this is going to be held in Indianapolis um, and uh, is going to be really a full day of education um, from about, uh, I think, about 11 a.m. and run until about 4 p.m. Uh, just to cover really what this is uh, all about in terms of the, the new law, but also a, a really uh, in-depth review of uh, what is in a model merit system. Can you talk to us a little bit about that in, in terms of uh, uh, just a brief overview of what uh, the authority of merit uh, commissions? Sure. I mean, the, the goal of the merit commission is to provide a less political process by which we determine who's going to be on the fire department or fire district or fire territory who are going to become firefighters. So hiring, what are the criteria um, for hiring? What are the means of establishing competence to enter and that sort of stuff? Then after that, right, who is fit to be promoted to the non-appointed positions? So a promotional process by which you have a mixture of objective and subjective and to what extent those processes are weighted. So how much is the written test going to be weighted? How much is an interview process? How much is, and I know this sounds weird, and quote unquote, objective interview process um, or other criteria such as education, military service points, uh, certain certifications. What criteria are going to be used to determine who are then promoted? And then obviously the discipline process, um, because uh, how that's going to work. What are the hearing procedures? What is the authority of the board to suspend, to terminate? Um, what are the criteria? Who's going to sit? How is that going to work? So that's the, in broad strokes kind of what we're going to talk about as for, far as the authority of the merit. Yeah. And I think that it's important to mention, too, that all of those things that you just described um, are also um, done in in public view, out in the open, public meetings. Yeah, I, they generally tend to be. Like any other public body, there are certain circumstances by which some business can be conducted in closed session. But obviously, that's something for the merit board to go through um, to make sure that it's in compliance with the Indiana Open Door Law. Yeah. Well, I know, Keith, that I look forward to uh, having this presentation here um, in just uh, less than a couple months. It's going to be fun. Okay, Keith. So before we get you out of here, what are some current legal issues that our members should be made aware of really as they operate every day within the firehouse or on the streets uh, serving citizens? Well, I got to tell you, I know that generationally this is very difficult for a lot of our, certainly our, our younger folks, but older folks too. Um, so many people live so much of their life on social media. And the reality is, is that unless you spend an awful lot of time uh, on social media and are very proficient, it's difficult to fully understand the security um, settings that sometimes will change without notice and things of that nature. So just when you post things on social media, I would assume that your wife, your boss, your mom, your dad, everybody who your kids will all see that. And I understand that a lot of people choose to express themselves politically and otherwise. 
as, as is generally their right. But it is important to remember that you are public employees. And because of that, you will be held to scrutiny. And if you choose to post something that you think is, I usually hear this when I get this call. Um, well, I was just joking. I thought it was funny. But if it touches on any of those hot button issues um, and you end up in the media, it's not going to be funny. So before you post things on social media, I would just say, is it worth my pension? Is it worth my employment? Is it worth my kids' health care? And is it that important? Is it that funny? And let's just hope that if folks are living their lives on social media, that they're living their best lives. <laughs> You're not wrong, but let me just say, I haven't had a year of practice. I mean, my 20th year doing this stuff. And, and I got to say, I haven't had a year go by in the last 15 where I haven't gotten a call from somebody who called in sick and then post same day pictures of them on a beach or at a, uh, some sort of sports game or something else like that. And of course they're friends with their boss and then we're, we're there in front of some sort of disciplinary process. So I would say, again, if you feel you need to have social media, then be very, 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 very careful with it and just be mindful that, you know, you will be held to scrutiny. The second thing um, I would like to point out is for those of you who are acting as union leaders, I would find it to be advisable that you'd conduct union business from non-employer sponsored emails and devices, that you should presume that if you use those things, they may be reviewed. So commonly, um, and I don't mean to offend anybody, I've had I, almost every new client, you know, they'll send me an email, hey, Keith, we got this guy, he's in trouble for such and such, and I'll write back, do not communicate to me from a city account. Call, email me from your personal email account. So it may not be a bad idea if you don't have one to set up a free Gmail account or whatever account to be able to do your union business separate from your city business. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, and there's a variety of different ways to do that. It doesn't have to necessarily be a, a whole big uh, system. Um, you know, it could be, like you say, something that free that the that the uh, union local union officer can uh, manage themselves and, and absolutely really have to spend any money. Yeah. President local 4416 at gmail.com works perfectly well. You know, you don't need to go set up your own website or anything else, but you do just, just remember, you know, if you're sending emails from the firehouse, you just want to make sure you're not being surveilled, especially using the department's Wi-Fi, for instance, they may be using keystroke tracking or other technology. And Certainly, if you're going to be communicating with members in a manner that you want to remain privileged or you're going to be communicating with your local council or something like that, you just want to make sure that those things remain private. Yeah. And is it, uh, am I, am I right to understand that, um, you know, if, for example, the, um, whatever that we're writing on our, um, uh, using an email account from the, uh, employer, uh, as public employers, if we're using that platform or that system that it's subject to, uh, yeah, it could be subject to the Access to Public Records Act, right? So like I said, you want to keep work stuff for work stuff. So even if you're going to file a grievance or anything like that, I would make clear it, it, it actually serves a dual purpose, Tony. I think it's important to point out. One is that it memorializes that you're acting privately. Second is that it memorializes and makes clear you're acting as a union official, not as an employee, which gives you certain additional protections under the law. Right, right. And which kind of goes not just... just uh limits us to um, about uh, union activity, but um, 
probably get yourself a, a private, you know, your own personal email account for your stuff and not run through things through work. Eventually, Correct. one day you'll retire. You'll have to, you know, transfer all that anyway. So, right. And, and, you know, the modern smartphone makes having multiple emails accounts um, a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah. Good info. All right, Keith. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. And we look forward to seeing you on September 7th here in Indianapolis. It'll be great. And the fact that it bookends with the uh, memorial service, I look forward to being able to be present for that solemn um, remembrance of uh, fallen heroes. So thanks for having me, guys. It'll be a, it'll be a great uh, class and a great event. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for being with us. And uh, make sure that you have a good rest of the summer. Enjoy yourself. You too, guys. All right. All right. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the PFFUI podcast. Follow us on social media by searching the Professional Firefighters Union of Indiana. For more information about news and upcoming events, visit www.pffui.com. Until next time, this is PFFUI Communications Director Eric Schoeb. Stay safe.